0: Deep Shot Podcast, episode 93.
1: Uh, first one that came to my head was Calais Campbell. I think I'm just in a Jacksonville Jaguars mood today. You know, I saw a picture of him earlier, you know, back in that when uh, they went to the SEC Championship a few years ago, that Saxonville defense. Uh, Dwight Freeney, Caleb mentioned, that's obviously better than Calais Campbell. I mean, Dwight Freeney, that's that. Yeah. was good Dude, y'all remember – uh, that twenty sixteen season in with uh, the Falcons, man, Dwight Freeney just a second coming, a second wind out of nowhere uh, on that defensive line. Man, he was awesome.
0: Dwight Freeney, Jonathan Abraham. Big
1: mm-hmm. Beasley. Dude, I will say this, man. Um, Vic Beasley when he had when he had him, when he had Dwight Freeney helping him out, so much a better player. Like that's what he needs. That he needs Dwight Freeney to just come on as like a personal coach that only talks to Big Beasley all day. Yeah.
2: What, where is Vic Beasley? Wait,
1: where oh, yeah, is the he? house? Man, I don't know. <laughs> in the out the house. Hold on. Who does Vic <laughs> Beasley play for? <laughs> Las Vegas. Okay. Mm, nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. All right. Get that.
0: Episode ninety three. We've got the Pac twelve, the ASC South, and the NFC South. S- saving the uh, the best division for last in uh, these previews. And um, then next week, we have the SEC, and then football starts. And then, uh, But before we start, well, there, was, there was preseason football on this past week. It was. And that was Uh, watching the Falcons' first drive on offense. It just felt good. Uh, I'll just say that. I watched the entire first drive. Mariota, uh, the offensive line is still terrible. Um, you watch – it you, you look at the offensive line, you just know it's terrible because they don't even look like an offensive line. They look like a bunch of like receivers playing offensive line for the Falcons. And uh but the Mariota making plays on his feet, two flag two stupid flags on the offensive line on that drive still results in a touchdown. Uh, Ritter had some good good throws, some good plays. So um Falcons, you know, they beat the Lions in the preseason game on a last second touchdown. Uh and I couldn't have been more than excited. And, and the Hard Knocks comes out tonight, and we'll get to see it.
1: Yeah, really, I, that's also. I checked right when I got home from work, just hoping it came out early, like I could watch it before the pod. But no, um, no luck there. But yeah, dude, you get it right. I, obviously, I didn't get to watch the game because I was at the Jags game, but. Watching the highlights, man, that first drive looked really good. Mariota looked pretty good. Drake London had a 23-yard catch on that drive. Gets hurt. You know, they're just being precautionary with them. Sat out the rest of the game think he he should be back for at least week one. I don't know if we'll see him in the preseason again. But um look good. That's what we've been saying all year. We don't need Marcus Mariota to be – you know, camp, prime 2015 Cam Newton running all over the field and throwing bombs, we just need him to be Marcus Marietta. We need him to do the do the job, don't turn the ball over, keep the ball moving, and that's what he's good at. Because there was a few plays when I watched it that, uh, on the touchdown, where it's just, it's just a naked bootleg, and he might could have tried to force a throw, but he's just fast, so he can get to that pylon before anybody else can get to him in touchdown. But I will say this, yes, all that's well and good. Thank you, Marcus. You played good. Desmond Ritter, that touchdown, dude! A minute twenty left, fourth down. That was
0: a terrible. That was a terrible. That was a terrible play. Yeah, that was the luckiest play ever. But you will take it.
1: Yeah, you can say that. But like, fourth down, he's getting chased down. Like, you got to put the ball up, and yeah. you perfect, the ball came down. You know, that, that's that. That's all that matters is he got he got the ball in the end zone. You know, so
0: we're gonna on hard knocks night we're, they're gonna. They're gonna have a highlight of whoever that corner is for the Lions. Just for getting sure. cut, just getting straight cut. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. First pod back with all three of us in like three weeks. Feels good. Uh, the Pac-12, um, the, definitely the worst conference in in, in football. In yes, or in the pet worst Power Five. You know, maybe the MAC has something on. Them I say
2: the yeah. Ivy League is, is is knocking on the door on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But let's talk about who is going to win it. And, you know, we've, I feel like we haven't been that unanimous throughout um, all of these. We've all kind of been over, all over the place. Um, and I, I'm pretty yeah, sure, wait, does the Pac 12 even have divisions anymore? Yeah, they don't. No, they're it they this don't. year. They're going to take the top two
2: winning percentages. 20%. That's right. So top two hey,
0: winning percentage.
1: The first year they're doing that.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, They <laughs> did it. They they like just because they're not in the playoffs, man. They gotta get relevant at some point. Yeah,
1: right.
2: Um. So I
0: think the, the number one team, the number one winning percentage. I mean, look, well, there's a lot of hype on Utah. Um. But I, I mean, I think USC is is going to win the Pac-12 at least be first by the end of the season. Um. I mean, look, they've got Caleb Williams, Scott Lincoln Riley. They've got the I forgot his name, but the receiver from Pitt that won the. Addison. Addison, that won the Belink Dog Award last year. Um, I, I, their defense might suck, but look, look at their competition. You know, it's not like USC is playing a gauntlet of a schedule by any means. Um, They'll have a big game against Utah, which they'll have to prove themselves. They'll play Notre Dame at the end of the year. Other than that, they're running through a, a, a measly Pac-12 schedule. where They're playing Colorado, California, Arizona, Washington State, Oregon State. I mean, we're not saying anything special. With it, with a guy like Kayla Williams, who we saw last year with the same head coach, I, I expect them to be very good, um, at least the best in the Pac-12, um, finishing at number one. Um, and then at number two, I guess you got to buy into the Utah hype, right? I mean, they're they're probably – they probably sure, have the least. best – they probably have the best coach in the conference. Um, maybe David Shaw has an argument, but uh, Stanford's been a little sh- struggling. And, you know, how much can you this be that great of a head coach if you're just not winning? Uh, but Utah has been on the come-up, winning him. They're coming off a really good year. Cameron rising, uh, coming back after a strong season. I mean, they played a Rose Bowl. They should have won the Rose Bowl. Um, oh, the legend They've great. got a top ten – season they've got a top 10 ranking in the same thing they're not playing anybody tough they're, they're starting off the season with florida um which is not tough if we're being honest and th- you know if they come out of that then th- it's it's a cakewalk until they get to usc
2: <laughs> you tell me that's not a tough little draw going into the swamp buddy are you kidding me come on man
0: i don't know we'll find out uh but either way it's not a conference game uh i think that when it comes to the rest of the pack 12 they'll, they'll run through them uh, they'll play Oregon. They'll play Utah, USC. At one point, they'll play Oregon. They beat the crap out of Oregon last year twice. Um, I don't know. I don't think Dan Lanning and Oregon are gonna have that great of a year. Uh, would uh, th- blow dicks at quarterback. So, I'm gonna go USC and Utah. And I think uh USC is gonna win the conference. I, I, I if, you know, if I'm wrong here, I'm wrong. But I, I think USC. I mean, it just makes too much sense. Who else would you pick out of besides Utah? That's gonna go in there. I think USC is just. To, I mean, Caleb Williams was—you know—people were talking about him being a Heisman finalist, and he came in like week five last year. So, taking all that in a weaker conference, weaker schedule, everything they got going for him. I think USC is going to, and by the end of the season, they're going to have everything figured out. USC and Utah, but I'll take USC to win the Pac-12.
1: I don't mind that, and that's definitely the thing—is USC is like the most polarizing, like preseason team, like I can remember in a long time, because, like, honestly. USC as a brand has gone down, you know, like ever since like Reggie Bush left, like USC just kind of just never really been the same. This is kind of the closest they've been back to like being relevant and they haven't even played a football game yet. So um, I'm with you. I have them get into the I have them get into the Pac-12 championship um, to play Utah as well. Um, But I'm going to I'm going to lean Utah. uh, You bring up a lot of good points. I just I struggle picking USC because of what we've seen in, in the past, and I know that's not fair because we haven't seen, like you said, we haven't seen the Lincoln Riley, we haven't seen Caleb Williams, um, you know, in, in uh, Southern California yet. So uh, for the time being, I'm gonna lean Utah. Um, they just they just had the they had the experience. You bring it up last year, they should have won the Rose Bowl. They won the Pac-12 last year. Uh, they beat Oregon both times, you know, hard. I was leaning thinking about maybe Oregon, um, but yeah, yeah, for now, for now give, give me give me peace. What do they say? Peace. Just do this. Does that say anything fight on? Yeah, that's it. fight, so on, fight on. on. Yeah, give me USC.
0: You wait. So you're going to <laughs> USC.
1: Yeah, I'm saying give me USC over Oregon, but still give me Utah. I can okay. I, As I said that I was like that could be a little misleading. <laughs> All
2: right, cool. Um, I'm going to go – it's hard to go against USC to me. Like, I think their offense has got tremendously better with the recruiting they did in the offseason and the addition of – I mean, to me, the best offensive coach in all of football. Um, you know they're going to score 40 points a game. And, you know, maybe they go into the Pac-12 championship and should have broke against um, UCLA, who I think will up being there, or Utah, one of those two teams. Um, but I, it's hard not to pick the guy, the the coach that you know can get it done in the conference championship game – he should. He only lost. He he won the last five that he went to in the Big Twelve. Why would he lose one in the Pac-12 going through here? So, I, I'm I'm rolling with the the, I guess probably the worst wager here on the books. Going to go with USC.
1: Are they favored? Like odds on?
2: They're tied with Utah. Depending yeah. on what book. you
0: got. <laughs> Um. All right. Top three quarterbacks. Um, for me, I'm going three. At three, I'm going Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. I really like UCLA this year. Um, they've got a very, very favorable schedule all the way until like week seven. Um, I think, look, he, this is his fifth year f- playing for the Bruins, fifth year with, uh, Chip Kelly. He, he dual threat guy over 3000 all purpose yards last season. Um, and five years has to mean something. You've seen a lot. You've done a lot. You remember the, I don't remember what was it last year or two years ago when UCLA had that game. Or was it against them? I don't remember. There was a huge comeback where they were down like 30-something or maybe they were up 30-something. I don't remember. Uh, But I feel like they were down 30-something and came back and won. Uh, But, look, with Chip Kelly, we've seen him do crazy things with athletic guys at quarterback. I think UCLA is going to have a good season and it's going to start at the quarterback position. So I'm going number three, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Number two, I'm going Cameron Rising in Utah. Uh, I mean, just guys showed out last year when he had to play – Great. He wasn't even the starter um last season to begin the season uh and came on and took the team to a Rose Bowl and has a lot of key returning receivers, the whole you know, the whole Utah running back the sad stuff, but uh they're gonna be just as good as Gan. Cabra Ryan's gonna be there. Number one's Caleb Williams. I mean, you don't really have to say anything, you just kinda know. Uh,
2: uh. Yeah. he's gonna probably be in the, he's probably gonna be in new york in the fall just saying i i, I just want to say my list is the exact same as garrison garrison's absolutely the same and i'm with you on ucla i think they got something brewing over there that may be able to challenge battle of the la bowl you know battle mm. los angeles you ever seen that movie
1: oh yeah battle of la is sick that movie is fucking dope bro <laughs> that movie is awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is going to be a really boring trio because I had the same. I've got Cam at three. Cam was the twenty. 20- you mentioned that about he. He didn't even come on to start until like halfway through the season. He was a twenty twenty one Pac twelve Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, that's absolutely a, in, incredible. So yeah. Give me Cam about Thompson Robinson, athletic freak. Put him put him with a Chip Kelly offense. We've seen this story before. He's the quarterback for the Falcons now. We've seen this happen. And then, yeah, number one, Caleb Williams, just the implant, uh, the, the, the big 12 implant in there. He'll be the one. Like Caleb said, he'll probably be in New York. Uh, if he's not in New York at the end of the season, um, something happened. Something happened. His knee, he, he's in surgery somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Okay, and then uh, the surprising team—I said uh, it—UCLA. I mean, surprise—I mean, they have a schedule that gets them all the way to week six or week, yeah, week six undefeated. I mean, Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado—first four games in Washington. uh, Who I—who they have Michael Penix as their quarterback. I don't know if you guys know that the guy from Indiana is now the quarterback for Washington, Um, and so I I think that's the first easy five games for him. and then they have they have Utah and Oregon back to back. I mean that's going to be, uh, you know, really a who's who game in the pack the Pac-12. Um, and after that they got Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona. Don't think any three of those teams are going to be good. Also, uh, Arizona State's quarterback uh, it is uh, Emory Jones. Did you guys hear he stinks,
2: that? buddy? He's horrible.
0: Emory Jones is the Arizona State quarterback. So I think I mean I'm looking at it. I mean Utah, Oregon, USC, USC are the only three games. Uh, they could lose, in my opinion. So they're at least gonna be nine and three. I think they at least get one of those games that put them at ten and two. Um, I think they're gonna be good. Chip Kelly's. I mean, the plans in place. They've got everything they need. The quarterback, the coach. It's all gotta fall into place. They've got. They've got enough talent out there. I think UCLA is gonna be pretty good this year. At least nine and three. At
1: least nine and three. So can I can just say I
2: have three. the same team? I mean, this is really boring, but Jesus, <laughs> the yeah, Pac-12, UCLA yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. DTR, man, he's good. And Chip Kelly may be back. I mean, I've seen him a couple. Some of the things that he's doing out there offensively is just mesmerizing. I mean, he is a genius.
1: Yeah, I like UCLA, UCLA too. I think they'll be good. I'll I'll go a little different direction, though. I'll say Washington State has a good good opportunity to be a surprise team. Um, They have a really good quarterback as well. Um, And I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, They have Oregon week four, then Cal, then at USC. I mean, yeah, they got to play the three big guys. But, I mean, everybody's got to play the three big guys. You know, that's there's just no way to get around that. But outside of that, they play a bunch of winnable games. Um, there's a chance. Um, I like them. Also, I'll say, um, I know I didn't pick Oregon to win, you know, to get to the championship or anything. But I will say I think Oregon is a team that is kind of set up for success because they have their hardest game in Atlanta week one. Get that out of the way. Dan Lanning, I think, is going to be a good coach, right? And Bonex, we've seen good things out of Bonex. We've seen bad things out of Bonex. But if Bonex can control himself and be good Bonex for the majority of the season, um, you know, why not Oregon, maybe? Yeah. so there's,
2: there's no it. if he can't control himself. He's been doing it
1: for three <laughs> years at
2: all. Especially the out in Pac 12, dude. He's going to be letting loose. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's going to yeah. be throwing 55 times a game, dude.
1: If Bo could control himself, he probably would have done that by now. So, yeah, you bring up a good point there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, and then team that's fucked, Colorado. They're, I mean, they're fucked. They're gonna lose to TCU week one, then they're probably gonna lose to Air Force week two, then they're gonna lose to Minnesota week three, UCLA week four. Colorado and Arizona is the b- battle of who's getting second and yeah. last place. Um California, after that, Oregon's I mean they're, dude, they're they're screwed. They had to play Oregon, USC, and Utah too. Uh, so they're losing at least seven eight games, probably eleven. New coach. Uh, offense is coming off of a season where they scored like 17 points a game. Uh, yeah, they're screwed. They're 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 not going to be able to keep up, Colorado.
2: Who's the new coach out there in Colorado smoking it up? I forgot his name. Hold on. Oh, well, there it is, and then when they're screwed,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's never a good sign.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Carl Dorrell.
0: Who?
1: <laughs> um, for my team, I think I think Arizona State's fucked. Um, uh, we just went over it earlier. Um, Emory Jones is their quarterback. They obviously mm-hmm. have to play the big hitters just like everybody, and also you have to throw in there they gotta play go to um Oklahoma State. So um not ideal, uh, Arizona State. Fucked.
0: You're gonna say, it's They're super fucked. Is it fucking That's- dude? Is uh
2: Herman Edwards still the coach out there? Yeah, I he think, is. Dude, what a waste of time. He's going to find his on he, NFL Live here pretty soon, though.
1: He could be making more money on NFL Live. Has he not seen these contracts? I remember we did an entire episode a few months ago about the contracts in the booth. So, Herm, look, dude, come on. He,
0: and he's yeah, still, like, out of pocket, bro. Like He can't keep up with NIL and all that. <laughs> nah, of course he, not.
1: This, wait, this, this
2: dude has, has a legal pad in his office still. Like That's what he works off of. <laughs>
1: He's got a vortex with all his recruits on it.
2: <laughs> a file cabinet. <laughs> What's the cloud? What's the cloud? Is that something outside?
1: <laughs> I don't understand it. Is it is it floating around me? You Where know. Is it?
2: He's looking around for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh, just the fact that Colorado's coach's name is something Doyle makes me want to pick them. There's no chance they're gonna be good with a coach that name. I mean, that's just not a winning name. But however, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with uh Arizona State as well because yeesh, I mean I just Oh, let's damn, that also just hit one off the top of the chop. Let's go. Um <clears throat> Arizona State that quarterback buddy. I mean, I don't know if y'all seen him, but I've been watching him in the swamp for the last couple of years. And woo, I mean, he pretty much gave away a couple games last year for us. I mean, he's bad. He's really bad.
1: Had Alabama on the ropes until he gave it away.
2: He literally lost that game for us. Yeah. Like we had him, and he literally pissed it away in the fourth quarter. All he had to do is complete like two throws, and he threw like two posts over the middle into the dirt and dudes wide open. I mean. What do you do? You
1: the Arizona State.
2: That's what it's you just,
1: do. At least you can get laid. That's Georgia's a you
2: product. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the biddies out there. but It <laughs>
1: would yeah. be an awesome place to go to school.
2: Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think you would go to school. I
1: didn't yeah. come to school in the Wadsworth to <laughs> Cardale Jones. <laughs>
0: um, all right, the AFC South. Let's get into it. Um, top four. <laughs> or top four. The four ranking the quarterbacks. Um Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in the yeah. division and it's not even close. It's, it's not even close. You can look Ryan Tannehill can sit there with his best most most money in the league this year. Highest paid what? person in the league this year, Ryan Tannehill, if you didn't know that. Serious. Uh, I am serious. Ryan Tannehill is the highest paid player in the league this year and he is not even the best quarterback in My his division.
1: Team the annual yearly worst or something like yeah this year.
2: Yeah this Dude, season. and money. What's going on there? He's Indeed. he is robbed the NFL. Indeed. Um I
0: mean he had the number one seed last year and threw three picks at his own play. One on the first play of the game. Um oh, shit. One like on inside the five and then one to lose the game. Grant, on, and it-
1: I'm just saying I'm like bleeding out like on my ankle. I didn't even
2: realize what happened I don't know. What What happened? (laughs) This guy's on the injured list. Um, All right. I
1: just have a giant gash on my ankle.
2: You didn't feel it? Like, happen? It just happened, or what?
1: No, I didn't feel
2: anything. (laughs) The show goes on. Anyways. The show goes on. So, Matt Ryan,
0: (laughs) definitely the top quarterback in the division, uh, and with something to prove, dude. I've been watching a bunch of Matt Ryan like uh, clips, of practice, and watched his interview on Pat McAfee the other day. Matt Ryan is it, it's poised with, especially with that offense, dude. An offensive line like that, and Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan is going to excel. Ryan Tannehill, you'll give a number two, but he's, I mean, like I said, he threw three picks in as a number one C team, um, and absolutely blew away the Titans' chance to make a run. Like probably the best chance they'll ever have, if we're being honest. Um. And then Trevor Lawrence is at three because he's just better than Davis Mills, you would hope. Uh, Davis Mills sitting at four. Trevor Lawrence, um it's it's gonna be exciting to see J- Jake's gonna have a first first seat. Uh, I don't yeah, we haven't talked about it on the pod yet, but uh, there are two season NFL season ticket holders on the podcast now.
1: I, I'm, I'll be honest, I haven't been this excited about something in a long time. and I mean, hey, honestly I'm former they, they've been the worst team in the NFL the last two years I'm fired up.
0: it it honestly there's not there's really no feeling that compares to being a season ticket holder i'm gonna say it It, 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 it's honestly pretty cool and i think about like how cheap it was and how much money i could like make if i just sold the tickets every game uh, but i won't do that because i'm riding i'm riding um yeah but matt ryan ryan Tannehill, uh trevor lawrence davis mills one two three four
2: is this like a list that you had to get on for that thing or what? I mean, you just signed up, click the thing, pick your ticket, and buy it?
1: Yeah, you just like fill out like an online waiver and then like somebody – like
2: so
0: Somebody reaches out to you.
1: You get it. Um, mine's going to be similar. Um, for one, obviously, i got to get my boy Maddie. I still love that guy. I still think there's a lot, a lot of gas in that tank. I think he's going to play for at least four or five more years at the very minimum. Um, and the Colts, I think, is a big sleeper team this year hundred ton of people have been sleeping on them. The one thing I will say about the Colts that worries me about Matt Ryan, uh, you know, they have a couple guys out there, but they don't have, like, a tremendous receiving group. Um, like, Michael Pittman's probably their 1-1, one, one, and that's, you know, Michael Pittman's good. He can do good things. But there's a lot of other teams that, that Michael Pittman would be on where he would be the second or third receiver on that team. So that's the one thing that, that I worry about with Matt. Um, two, I'm going to go Trevor. I think Trevor takes a big step this year. Um, I, you can call, you can say that I'm being biased. You can say that, but the other night at that preseason game, he looked awesome. Like he looked really good. Um, they went out, they got him the weapons. He's got Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne's back. They have James Robinson. They have guys on that roster that can make plays. Um, listen, Trevor Lawrence had Urban Meyer as his coach last year. Okay, this is a big step up. This is going to be a big step up this year for him. Uh, Doug's going to get him right. I think we're going to see a huge step-up for, for uh, Trevor. And you can look at me sideways like that, Caleb. All I'm saying is that Trevor Lawrence is better than Ryan fucking Tannehill. Like, I don't know why we have to just keep on adding, like, Ryan Tannehill's good. Like, he turns around and hands the ball off to Derrick Henry. Like, dude, that's so tough. They, he just lost A.J. Brown. Um, They just drafted uh, Malik Willis for what reason? They, they didn't draft Malik Willis to sit back and watch. And if you watched the preseason game the other night, Malik Willis looked electric. Okay, so I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill for at three and um, give me Mills Mafia at four. But biggest takeaway from this, Trevor Lawrence, big year this year. Big year.
2: I think my list is going to surprise some people here. But um, first of all, number one is clear cut. I think Matt Ryan. I've been on Matt Ryan train. I've never left the Matt Ryan train. I think he's a top five quarterback.
1: I thought you were going to say one was going to be Ryan Tannehill. And I was just going to hang out. I was
2: ready for it, too. I was fully prepared. (laughs) No, number two is Davis Mills in my book, and let me tell you why. Davis Mills was a Caleb third loves that neck, and have listen that that neck is very stout. It allows you You know see you know, Caleb, you know
0: he's about the neck. All about no that. Doubt. Neck.
2: Caleb about that. Next
1: guy,
2: here. This guy had nothing to work with. Okay, last year he had. Does anybody remember the name of the, the David Culley, the dude? Like, who's yeah. that? Dude, do you know who
0: the head coach is this year? We'll get to it. But Logan <laughs>
2: Smith, he's got that dude to roll with. Okay, but he had Brandon Cooks and nobody else to throw to, and he um, didn't have the stat line that Trevor Lawrence had last year. That's why I cannot put him ahead. However, I'm putting Ryan Tannehill last on this list. I am.
0: There we go. There we go. So it's
2: Davis done, Mills, but... Trevor Lawrence, and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, if you put any of the, those other three quarterbacks in Tennessee, they are an AFC championship team immediately. 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 Okay? If you give Matt Ryan – Matt Ryan's got Jonathan Taylor. He, he's going to be all right. The Colts <laughs> might make it to the AFC championship regardless. Okay? I think if you gave Trevor Lawrence, Derrick Henry, and Mike Vrabel as his head coach, he'd probably win a couple games here and there. <laughs> if you put Davis Mills there – I think they'll be fine. But I tell you what they wouldn't do, Davis Mills wouldn't throw three picks in the playoff game and sell for his whole team and lose to the, the eventual Super Bowl destination team, which, if you want to say something, Tennessee makes it out of that game. What happens? Do they just walk? Do they literally run Derrick Henry to the to the Super Bowl? Why not? I, I to Ryan Tannehill, him getting the most money is... Whoever the GM is in Tennessee, I, I guess they need to open their eyes. And I don't even think Malik Willis is a, is a solution to this situation because if you really think about what Tennessee does, they run the ball and they play action. That's not Malik Willis. That is not him at all. He is a runner. He is a spread wide open guy. He's a great talent. Maybe you can mold him into whatever you want. But to me, the situation for quarterback in Tennessee is hot garbage. Tannehill is okay at best. Um, decent uh, QB three in fantasy. Just because, I mean, who's not that's a full time starter? Um, but I think if you were to tell me at the end of the year who the best quarterback is going to be, I think Davis Mills is going to take a jump. And Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be decent this year, but his stat line does not get him above Davis Mills because of last year. I mean, he had almost as many interceptions as touchdowns. And yeah, he had the bartender as his head coach, but who cares? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to put Davis Mills over Trevor Lawrence just yet. He looked, yeah, Mills looked good last year, but dude, Trevor Lawrence is like, I mean, he, the, the talent is undeniable with Trevor Lawrence, there, right? And, and I think this—I think he'll be able to show it. I think he'll be able to show it this year.
0: All right, head coaches.
1: picks last
2: year, just saying. 17 picks, 12 tuds.
0: Head coaches. Um, Mike Vrabel's one. I mean, just one coming yep. off the pitch of the year. It's pretty obvious right there. You don't really have to say much. Um, two, three, four. I think Doug Peterson's number two. Um Frank Wright, you know, he's he's kind of new to the game. Um he's figuring out he's I don't think he's made the playoffs yet, so you can't really put him up there. Doug Peterson's got a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, the guy that Frank Wright tried to have last year and couldn't really figure anything out. So uh you gotta give Doug Peterson number two there, in my opinion. I mean, you just have to. You gotta look at the resume. Uh Frank Wright's three, and then Lovey Smith is the fucking coach of the Houston Texans. Like
1: his beard Who who
0: who like who that wasn't he he was i'm pretty sure he was a defensive coordinator there last year and then they just pumped him up or but like so he, he was the head coach of the bears and remember he was the head coach of illinois yeah and yeah that,
1: that, came couldn't, that.
0: couldn't do anything there and now he's the head coach of the texans The texans he'll be fired by the end of the year it
1: does seem like he's in kind of a scapegoat place you know their <laughs> bad year this year They'll pick 1-1 one, one next year. They'll draft their quarterback. we will fire Lovie Smith. They'll get a hot new head coach. They'll get a hot new quarterback. And then they'll just move on from there. That's exactly how it seems. Uh, my four is um, slightly different. I was almost about to do the same, but then I thought about one thing. Which one of these coaches has a Super Bowl? Doug Peterson. Doug. Uh-uh. I'm going to go Doug Peterson at one and Braves at two and then uh, oh. Smith. Um, for that reason. For that reason, Doug Smith has a, I mean, Doug Smith. Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl. Um. And he's about to get a second. We'll see. Probably not. But um, but yeah, Doug got it. You know, Doug got it. Vraves, is good. I love Vraves. I love Vraves. I think in some situations we can think of Vraves in like a higher thought because he's such a likable guy. You know, he comes on the he comes on these podcasts. He's funny. All this It's just like, oh yeah, fucking love Mike Vrabel. But like, I think in a football standpoint. Um, he hasn't done anything huge yet, okay? And into
0: Tom Brady's career in New England,
1: he did do that. Yeah, but he did? Also in the wild card round of that of team that he was, that they were better than, you know. So that is that is important. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I'm gonna give the nod to Doug, my boy.
2: You're out your mind, buddy. <laughs> Have, listen, man, this is the reason why I've Rave's number one. It's not because he's likable. It's not because he wants to cut his dick off for a Super Bowl or nothing like that. Have you I mean hello Jake, have you not been gambling on this dude? He doesn't lose. He is the best head coach against Red in the league. He has been ty- day in, day out, win and doubt, bet on Braves. Their team is point differential better than anything expected out of any team in the league. He gets the most out of his team. He's a top five head coach. I'll throw that out there. Let's say that. Okay. Now, Dougie Doug Fresh is definitely number two because he's got a chip. Philly Philly alone put him at number two, and we'll probably keep him at number two for a little while. Um, Frank Reich, Frank Reich's got to be number three. Um, it's You know, it's, it's crazy that Rabel's this successful of a coach. Um, Frank Reich was the OC for Doug Peterson in that Super Bowl. And also, Lovey Smith went to a Super Bowl – what is that? Sixteen years ago, now now with Rex Grossman. Okay, so you know these these you got some seasoned vets in this league. However, Levy Smith is easily last place.
0: Easily, easily. Good emphasis. Um. All right, and then let's predict the how the division is going to go. Matt Ryan's going to win the division. His best quarterback in the division. Yeah, uh, he's going to run this. It's obviously the most talented team. I mean, if you really look at top to bottom, it's it's one hundred percent the best team in the division. Um, Titans uh, will be two just because Mike Vrabel's the best coach in there. Um, and they've got Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry will easily get them through it. As long as he's healthy, the the Titans are in the clear. Um, and then the Jacks are going to be better than the Texans. Yeah. The Texans, uh, I, I really think the Texans are going to be absolute dog shit.
2: They're gonna <laughs> uh, how, how could they not be? I mean, what have they done?
1: They're going to take one. But they have to. Like, if they... If they take this roster and they somehow figure out how to not pick one, it's almost like a wasted season. Like, You have a team this bad, you need to be picking 1-1. One, one. You need to be picking 1-1. One, one. You need to get your guy. Um not
2: they get Matthew, though? What happened there? Didn't they get him? Or is that New see. Orleans? Who? Uh, Tyron Matthew. I was thinking he was with the Texans. I guess they did get literally
1: nobody. Mm-hmm. They didn't get jack-fucking-shit. Um, Mine's gonna be similar. Guys, I honestly I'm I'm a I i am I think I'm gonna go ahead and get ahead of I think the Titans are gonna come down to earth a little bit this year. Like I think them trading away AJ Brown is gonna be telling because teams had to respect their, their passing game, you know. Um and now they really don't. Like they, they who's who is the number one receiver in Tennessee right now? I'm not sure. I know their number one offensive threat is going to be. He's going to be in the backfield. They can overload that box now. They don't have to worry about getting burned by AJ Brown. So, with that said, I'm going to go one. I'm going to go Colts. Two. Listen, guys, I might. I'm probably being a little biased. Here. I'm probably being a little bit biased here, but I'm going to go with the Jags at two, Colts at three, and then the Texans at four. And when when it happens, so the Colts
0: are finishing first and third. What?
2: Uh, what Tex- happened
1: there excuse me you know what i mean you know what i mean fucking asshole <laughs> you know what i mean the texans are third. titans are third texans four three big year in jacks baby it's gonna be a big year in duval we're back
2: um they're not back uh colt's, colts <laughs> the division by a long shot tennessee is going to end up making the last wild card seed uh, Jags finished three and Houston Texans need maybe need to get uh, their shoulders rubbed a little bit, you know what I'm saying for their another last place finish in the division. Maybe something minutes. All
0: right. The NFC South.
1: The best division
0: the last division in the NFL we will discuss. The quarterbacks. Number one, Tom Brady. I take. Um and I look, Jake look, Jake showed some bias in that last in that AFC South dude and I just couldn't show any bias. I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't. I wanted to like realistically think about how I was gonna rank this, and I and if I and if I put Mark Mariota in the two, I wasn't gonna like have any reason to argue it. Um, but Jameis Winston's the second best quarterback in the division. Um, his eyes are fixed. He was having a good season last year until um, he got hurt. I mean, he's still. Michael Thomas is gonna come back. You know, maybe he'll. You know, I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, he's got Alvin Kamara. He's got a he's got a good roster around him. Um and Jameis, I mean Jameis has been Jameis forever, dude. You know, he threw 30 picks, but he threw 30 touchdowns too, you know. Um 30, and, definitely, 30. Definitely, and then um I mean I hit Baker Mayfield is definitely the third best quarterback after that. Um Marcus Mayfield is at four Mark, I mean, but this is a quarterback loaded with this is a division loaded with quarterbacks. So uh, uh yeah, not not, not not taking anything away from Mark Mario. Baker Mayfield, um I think Baker Mayfield is definitely on the revenge tour season two. He's got a lot to prove. Um, if Christian McCaff- that's another, that if uh, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy this season, Baker Mayfield is going to excel. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Uh, they, I mean, they've got a lot of weapons. Though the Carolina could be sneaky if Baker puts it all together, um, and then Mariota is at four. But you know, we haven't seen him start a football game in two years. So, yeah, two
1: years. It's been <laughs> so. I- I'm saying four. Say. Yeah, it has to be in that order. There's no really defending any other. Um, And yeah, Baker Baker's going to be playing his ass off this year. He's going to have to. So, Mark Mariota. I'll say this by week ten. I don't really expect him to be the quarterback. Like I feel like by that point, the Falcons he'll either a be hurt or b like starting to slide, and they're like, let's get rid of some live reps. You know, Um, by that point. So yeah, I'll stay with the same four. And I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do a prediction. I feel like Cale's gonna do the same four as well. Mm, I'm
2: tempted to put Baker Mayfield above Jameis, but I can't do it. Same four. Um, let me just say that at the end of this year, I fully expect Baker Mayfield to be the number two quarterback on this list, and maybe even number one, because Tom Brady's probably gonna retire and go own the Dolphins after this, apparently. Nice. So um bake is gonna ball out we i know we shouldn't be really writing sam Darnold off but i mean listen folks if people don't remember baker mayfield everybody wants to talk about last season okay talk all you all the shit you want about last season the year before that baker mayfield people his qbr was a top 10 spot in qbr and his team was not nearly as good as it was that year before he also took the Browns, before they drafted them, literally went, they went like, didn't they go like 1-27 and or something like that in two years, like 1-31 and or something crazy, like yeah. in a two-year span, and he took them, they went to the playoffs two years in a row, they almost beat the Chiefs in freaking Kansas City with them. I mean, they should have, if you, were, if you were, I remember watching that game, that game should have went... Brown's way, and then just like one yeah. bounce here, one bounce there, and then that fourth down play that the backup quarterback made. And here we are. Um, yeah. Baker Mayfield, if he's fully healthy and has a roster, he's top 10, he's a top 15 quarterback for sure.
0: Backed up. All right, head coaches, here we go. This is the bias. Arthur Smith, the best head coach in the division, one year had a terrible roster last season, won seven games. And when you look at the other head coach in the division, Todd Bowles, what success has he had as a head coach? Now, granted, it was the Jets, but there was no success. There was no success there. Uh, Matt Rule, Matt Rule blows, dude. Matt, like, if if Baker Mayfield could save Matt Rule's career, but like, I'm not picking a guy that spits on himself as a top two coach in his division. He's not.
1: He's a grown man. He's wearing a bib on a football field. Bro, fuck out of here,
0: dude. Who? that role. Yeah. He's just he, there's nothing that screams great head coach. He already lost his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. I mean he's, he, I he, he yeah, he can't seem to figure a lot out. I'm not a fan of Matt Rule, he's number three, and then Dennis Allen, number four, uh, for the Saints. I don't think he's ever been a head coach. So like I don't
2: He, he has one. He was the head coach for the Raiders back in the day and they went they went like over oh, for pretty much. Yeah, so there we go.
0: Um Arthur Smith's the best head coach in the division
2: objectively. I can't object to that. I mean, yeah, sounds a great DC. Toss Bowles is a great DC. Matt Rule is great. college head coach um, Arthur Smith with that roster winning seven games ain't bad. He's probably gonna do the same thing this year with a even worse roster.
1: You know, I I, I think I do agree. You know, I was thinking maybe putting Bowles over Arthur Smith strictly. Yeah. Let, let me let me talk. Let me talk before you're like, oh, Jake's the idiot again. Um, just strictly based on like the fact that the Bucks roster is just so much better than the Falcons. But if you are going to base it strictly off of head coaches, then the only thing we have to go off of is Todd Bowles was in New York, and he was terrible. So um, Arthur Smith coached his ass off last year. Coaches ass off. I'm putting put him at one, and then um, the, Matt rules four. Matt rules four. Then he's got to fill in the middle. Um, let's go – I'll go Dennis Allen and then Todd Bowles at two and three. Um, so, yeah, so Archman Dennis Allen, Todd Bowles, Matt Rule. That's
2: all i It's really a toss-up. The last time, you know, the only really thing that the most recent version of Dennis Allen being a head coach when they went down to Tampa on that uh, Monday night football game last year and, like, literally shut Tom Brady out, which had never really happened that, also almost destroyed my fantasy football season last year, that shit. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to put Dennis Allen at two for that. I mean, Bowles, you know, Bowles hasn't shown me nothing. You know? and he told
1: me one thing, and that's that he's probably better than Matt Rule, and that is the reason why he gets the nod at three.
2: What's with that guy, man? I mean, does he need to go back to Baylor or what? I mean, he's uh, just uh, he just got a seven year deal. His seat, literally, he's probably got ice packs on his office chair. It's that hot. <laughs> <laughs> chair is roasting <laughs> right now. They're they're itching <laughs> fire him.
1: Top of my head, I can't remember his contract, but I remember it was like a pretty seven. lofty one. So he's seven wow. years,
2: dude. it's like that. He got seven years and like ten mil a year.
1: Yeah, the buyout's not going to be cheap there. So, no. Tend to pull
2: but, they're going to let him ride for another year, I think. Also, you talk about Joe Brady. Guess where he landed? Yeah, this is going to scare you guys. He's the quarterback coach for the Bills. That's awesome. That's not good. It's not good That's awesome. for the league. Just saying. That's awesome. <laughs> not good for the league. That's awesome.
0: Um, so, what was your list, Caleb Smith, uh, Allen Bolts, Rule? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then let's finish it off with the division standings. Uh, Bucks are going to win the division. I mean, Tom Brady's not going to lose the division. Uh, I think Saints will go too. Um, like I said, I think they have second-best roster out there. Saints and Panthers are going to be close. When I made this list, I had the Falcons at three, but they're not. Uh, it's going to be Saints. I think I would give the edge to the Saints a little bit. Uh, Panthers will probably be right there with them, and the Falcons are going to finish last. Um, but, again, best division in football. Is it? <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, I don't think the Falcons are going to, you know, lose 15 games, but I don't think they're going to win enough to be third in the division.
2: <laughs> well, what's third in the division going to be? I mean, you think Carolina wins seven games this year? Seven, at
0: least. I think Carolina can win at least uh-huh. seven games. If, if Christian McCaffrey plays a full season, That's the they thing. easily if win if seven Baker games. If
2: Baker are together all year, they'll, they'll be all right. Yeah,
0: they're easily going to win seven games if Christian McCaffrey does not get hurt. Which really, is a long shot, but
1: I really wanted to go Falcons at three as well, but ah, uh, fuck it. No, they're gonna be better than the Panthers. Uh, I'll get <laughs> they're not. Come
2: on, buddy. You know this.
1: <laughs> why, why? Why not? Why not?
2: If you're what? asking yourself why not, you better ask yourself why. <laughs> why are they better than the Panthers?
1: Because I think Kyle Pitts is gonna have a good year. I think Drake London's <laughs> gonna have a good year. I think that Mariota's is gonna be able to do enough. And
0: Roquan uh, Smith's going to have a good year on the Falcons. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, they're not going
2: to finish third. third.
1: They're not going to finish third. Okay, I'll go the same as Garrison. Yeah, the Falcons are finishing fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: you just think about the little bit of talent that the Carolina has on offense. Like, McCaffrey alone is nice, okay, and they did all right without him last year offensively Product for production. They had Sam Darnold, um, they all- DJ Moore another year back. Um, you know, these guys are going to be able to run around a little bit. Robbie Anderson, even though he didn't really say he wanted Baker around, he's around, but Get used to it.
0: Yeah.
1: So? So what? What do you mean? What's same your, list as you see?
0: Same? Okay. You should have said that. That would have been nice. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We've wrapped up the NFL. Next week, we have the SEC, um, which I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. I mean, it's at least I will. It's bread and butter where we're at, nothing like the South. Um, and then after that, literally after next week's episode, that Saturday we'll have week zero. Um, by the way, I uh, just wanna let everybody know. Um, I, I think I've already told the pod this. I've, I've made you know my 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 week one parlay, or week zero parlay. Uh, we're all, we're taking Northwestern plus twelve against Nebraska and Ireland. Um, and then uh, I saw a stat today. Did you guys know that Hawaii, the last twelve years, eleven and one against the spread in week one? They're playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> they're they're playing Vanderbilt on on the island, plus seven. Northwestern and Hawaii, big underdog plays. Uh, but that that it's it's time. That's next weekend. So no I, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. I cannot um,
2: wait to be uh, hammered in that game at one thirty in the morning. Just sit there just on edge.
1: I like how the Week Zero bets are one game's in Ireland, the other game's in Hawaii. Like, exactly. listen, to
2: Why not? Exactly. Who's the home team in Ireland, by the way? I think Northwestern. Is uh, Conor McGregor doing the coin toss? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: Have the have the Notre Dame uh, fighting Irish guy out there flipping the corner some shit. <laughs> Talk um, about
2: Conor. Did you guys see where he like is retiring from UFC to do a movie?
1: Did not see that.
2: Yeah, is he really retiring? I mean, retiring. he's going to fight. Gonna,
0: he's going to get some money and come back.
2: Um, all right, it's and the-
1: like some flicks or like what?
2: It's like they're what they're remaking something. I, they're remaking some kind of movie and he's he's like the main character in I, it's not the godfather, I don't think, but it's something
1: hey, <laughs> <and> Connor Look, <laughs> let me look, let me
2: look. I, it's something it's something to deal with. Let me look. Connor McGregor.
0: All right. Before we wrap hey. it up as well, the Braves smoking the Mets, getting those games back. It's gonna be a fun run. Um, especially we need these games too, because the uh, the Mets the Mets uh, have like the Rockies and then the Dodgers and then after that they're
2: probably gonna win every
0: single game I need to play. So.
2: Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm.
1: Roadhouse. Roadhouse.
2: Yeah, why would you remake Roadhouse though? It's already good.
1: It's awesome. But you give me Roadhouse with Conor McGregor, I think I'm sold.
2: A little too erotic though. I think it, it's a, it's a little erotic on the erotic end. The, the you know, as Patrick Swayze, I get it, but like.
1: Anyway, I remember I watched Ghost for the first time, like, in, like, 20 years, like, a couple years ago or some shit. And, yeah, it's very sexual. Like, Patrick Swayze, I mean, they were putting that man out.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right.
1: Episode 93. Signing out.